Ta. Woman Success China is powered by the Seneca Network. We are biweekly podcasts focused on capturing the lives of women in and from Greater China at the top of their professional game. I'm your host Juliana Batista. Many thanks to the entire team at SubChina, including co-producer Kaiser Kuo, Jason McRonald for ending, and Jamie Lui for marketing. We have a really exciting opportunity that we want to share with you all. So for the first 50 listeners that leave a review on iTunes, they'll be entered for a drawing of a free one-year membership to the China Institute. So this one-year individual membership includes complimentary admission to select programs, including arts and culture, business, fashion, food, film, unlimited complimentary admission to China Institute's gallery. A 25% off discount on all gallery publications, a discount at Jiangnan Chinese Cuisine Restaurant with the valid membership card, a discount on admission for fee-based programs, and a discount on tuition for classes at the School of Chinese Studies. There is a lot included in that, and we will be giving that out to one of our listeners that leaves a review, and we'll be doing a drawing once we hit those 50 reviews. So you're hearing me right. Get listening to the episode. Click write a review in the Apple Podcast app, and be sure to share your email in the review so we can track you down if you win the drawing. This week we are joined by Eva Xu, COO and CFO of Technode and Tech Crunch China, a leading media company based out of Beijing and Shanghai. Technode brings readers and listeners the latest news and trends about tech in China. Eva strikes me as a groundbreaker, despite her adamant perception that she's brought on to mid-sized companies to be the organized and detailed operational leader. Although we don't speak much about it during the interview, Eva is also an accomplished person in the financial industry with successful fundraising and structuring. We do instead focus on her current work with Technode, her approach, and philosophies. Let's listen in. Hi everyone, and welcome to Ta for Ta. I'm Juliana, and today we are joined by Eva Xu. She is not only the COO but also the CFO of Technode China. And I think it would be great if we could start off the show today just by having you tell listeners a little bit more about yourself and how you've gotten to where you're at today. Hi everyone, I'm Eva Xu, COO and CFO of Technode.、Um, Technode is a leading Tech innovation platform in China now. Let me first、uh, introduce my experience a little bit. I got my bachelor degree from East China Normal University and my master degree from University of Bristol. Until now, I've done four jobs: research executive, investment banking associate, CFO, and COO of two startups. Actually, my career path is not limited in. One industry or one occupation. The knowledge and experience I learned from my previous jobs help me a lot now. If I have something to say, I would say that if you do your job, not only focus on your own work, but your team members, trying to learn more as much as you can. Eva, why don't you tell us a bit more about your first jobs and how? That influenced you specifically around skills that you learned that you think you've carried with you throughout your career. My first job was market research executive in a market research company. 
Um, at that time, actually, I was good at quantitative analysis. So most of the projects um, using quantitative analysis would go to me. But uh, when I finish my projects, though very, very busy, I would try to help my colleagues to do focus group, to do in-depth interview. At that time, I was lack of such kind of skill, but trying to learn uh, from my colleagues and try to learn more different industries, for example, auto industries, um, like new retail industries, try to help my colleagues to do more work. Then the next time, those kind of projects come to our team, then I could be the one who may have chance to take that project. And also, when I was an um, banking associate, actually, my main job was to collect basic information about the history of the company, industry situation, industry analysis. But for me, when I was working with other agencies, for example, law companies, accounting firms, I tried to learn what they were doing. I tried to learn what they provide their professional like opinions, comments, why they will give such kind of comments, how they give such kind of comments or an adv- advisory. So I not only did my own work, but also did a lot of work not belongs to me. I just help others. And also when I was invest banking associate, I tried not only just accept those documents that the company provide to me, I tried to collect it myself in different ways. For example, as investment banking associate, I just got the, all the documents from the uh, management team of the company. But I tried to talk to each management team members, try to understand the detail of the documents, why they were saying this way, what did they mean. And also, I will try to uh, use my understanding to uh, talk to those employees in different working units try to know how they understood, whether their understanding were the same as the management team. So what I did at that time helped me a lot to understand the whole business of the company. What I did in those jobs and what and I learned helped me a lot when I uh, had chance to take the challenge to do as a CFO of a startup. So why did you decide to join the team at Channel Media what drew you to taking the role as CFO? In 2008, I got a chance to take the challenge to be a CFO of Channel Media. At that time, Channel Media had just finished their first round financing and they need a professional CFO to help them to proceed all the financial things and also try to help them to do all the internal operation. But when I was there, uh, I think there were only 20 employees in channel media, only one employee in financial department. I should do all the financial things myself as an accountant, as a financial manager, then a financial director. So I should do every position in the financial department myself. Actually, I had no such kind of experience. But uh, what I learned when I was an invest banking associate from accounting firm, 
the, the, the member from accounting firm really helped me a lot. At that time, I did my first finance, I think, financial statement myself. And also, I did all the like financial system uh, restructure and also internal uh, rules myself. Yes, it seems like you like to start things for the ground up. And so with that being said, do you like to try new things for the challenge of it? Um, yes, I sometimes I always curious about what I don't know. Even what you, you know, when I was in investment banking, uh, sometimes I was always curious that what the different department did, why they did like this. Sometimes it's not that useful to my job at that moment. But for me, I just curious. I just want to know. I just want to know how they run all the business in different ways or in different departments. That helped me a lot, actually, that, that curious. Uh, when I was CFO of Channel Media, at the first time, I, I just tried to talk to all the team members or and especially uh, the team leaders in different departments, try to understand how they run their business in their team, in their department. Then I can combine all the information together, then have my own idea how the whole business of the company looked like. So that really helped me a lot to, to make the company rule, to make the company process, make the financial process as well. Okay, so moving on to your experiences with Technode, what was the state of Technode China when you first heard about it? What's your origin story? I think when I knew Technode, it was really a small company just started. It's because the founder is really a guy who had great passion for the tech in China. He would like to introduce Chinese tech or Chinese innovation to the global market. At that time, actually, as a friend, I convinced him that cannot just do it as your hobby. You should do it into a real business. So he did the company in 2012 and got the first round financing in 2013. And uh, at that time, I helped him to get first round financing, fundraising. Try to help him to get money, then he can have a real professional team to help him to do it. First, Technode is just a tech media in English to introduce Chinese tech information, Chinese innovation startups to the global market. But after that, the team grow because because media they have very good connection in China with those tech startups. Then I think after 2013, Techno got license from TechCrunch to run TechCrunch China. So at that time, Techno did big TechCrunch event in China. Each time is like over. Three or two thousand people gathering all tech startup founders together at that time, and Technote itself did his own branding event called China Bank Awards from 2012, just to try to give awards to those A round tech startups to name like in different industries, detail industries, saying it's like top apps in 2012. 
or top game companies in 2012 like that. I can remember that in 2012, uh, WeChat is in the award list. The team leader Zhang Xiaolong himself attended the celebration to get that award. Uh, at that time, WeChat only have, I think, 2,000K users, very small. So I think, uh, so Techno tried to do underlying events from small to big. Now uh, we have big events, 10K people in, in one big event. Now we will have TechCrunch China events in one month in Shenzhen. Now it will be have 10K people attending together to share their views and to have like startup alice the same as the, what did uh, TechCrunch did in United States. What is part of your responsibility as COO of a major media company and how does this coordinate with your CFO duties? Basically, how do you balance both of these job responsibilities? Our founder, Lu Gang, I had written an article uh, talking about he and TechCrunch. Actually, we should go back to like 2000, uh, 2008 or nine when he was uh, studying for his doctor degree in United Kingdom and he was a fan of TechCrunch and he write to the founder of TechCrunch to say that uh, whether I can do TechCrunch China version I'm really a fan of TechCrunch and I really think that TechCrunch China could help tech companies, tech startups in China to do a lot of things. Actually until there was a long story there's something happened during 2008 until 2012. At that time, I think Gong became guest editor of TechCrunch. Until 2011, TechCrunch first time to did their own TechCrunch event. That TechCrunch disrupt in China, in Beijing, and ask Gong to help, whether he can help to do such kind of event. And at that time, uh, Gong said yes and helped a lot for that event. So I think 2012, we talked with TechCrunch in detail to say how we can do partnership, what we can do together in China. And finally, we made the deal in 2013, then saying that tech, uh, Techno can run TechCrunch China in, in China, and we helped TechCrunch to run TechCrunch event in China to do all the media content translation management operation in China as well. From 2013, we start to do TechCrunch China until now. What's valuable in the dual CEO and CFO role at a company, especially during its growth? Can you speak to that a bit more? Actually, Techno now is not a big company at normal moment. I think only... 100 employees. Yeah, we have six departments. So, uh, so actually for me, it's not a big company because for, for my last, uh, company like Channel Media, uh, the biggest case scale is, uh, I think was 300 employee. So for me, it's like, uh, it's okay. And, uh, at first stage, I did CFO. Um, try to help the company to do all the financial, for do the uh, fundraising, to do all the financial management. But um, because Gong is our CEO, uh, CEO, try to manage all the operation things. 
but he is also we call him idol of the company. So he always um, traveled a lot globally to give speech, um, to 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 introduce all the Chinese companies, Chinese ecosystem, Chinese innovation. So he has very little time stay in the company to do the internal operation, detail operation things. At that time, in the management team, they thought that I may be the one that who has the ability to do the internal cooperation things, internal management things. I have time and I have may have the experience to do that. And also I have the first hand data, internal business data detail to make the right decision. So I took that role to do the internal management. Um, for me, I think I can do that because I have such kind of experience before. I know the business of each department. For myself, I can do events myself. I can do FA service myself. I can talk to big corporations to provide big corporation service as well. Except I can, I can't do media part. I cannot write posts in, both in English and in Chinese, but except that part, uh, I can do that. The, I think the, the other, uh, like events, like big corporation service, like FA things, like the, the most important business units, I can do all these business myself. So I understand all business and all the models of my company because I was with the company from its starting point. Given what we know, how would you characterize your management style? What is your management style like? I'm also curious on this topic of management, if there's something that you've learned from someone that you've managed. I don't know whether you, you, you know that the CEO of Alibaba Group, Zhang Yong, uh, who used to be CFO before, right? And Ma Ying said that, uh, used to say that he didn't like a man who, who used to be CFO to be CEO. He, he, he didn't think that. But finally, he, he chose Zhang Yong to be the CEO of Alibaba Group. I think for me, though I, I, I'm not Zhang Yong at, Definitely, but I think uh, it's the same synergy internally because as a CFO, as a qualified CFO, if you have interest and you have ability to understand the business model synergy of company, then you may be the right one to proceed internal operation because you have the first hand data. You can understand the data. You can understand the business. You can understand the need of different departments. Even you can understand the need of your clients. Then you 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 made the right one or you made only one to have all the information in your hands. You know, what do you think Technode uniquely provides the market that other media providers just don't? And also what do you think is next for Technode? Actually, because TechNote, we call ourselves as a leading innovation platform in China, but we we are maybe the most international uh, innovation platform in China because from our media, we start our, our media from English version first. So we always treat ourselves to, it's like a door open to the world to tell the story about Chinese tech 
ecosystem. Now, actually, this year we found another part of techno we call techno global. We set office in Singapore. We set office in Hong Kong, and in the future this year, we will set office in Malaysia, even in UK. So, uh, we would do more business globally. Try to bring Chinese startups, maybe unicorns, to go outside China to the global market, and also we will help those global startups. Who would like to connect to Chinese market, to into Chinese market? So maybe in the future, I may change my role into more global business. Yeah, global growth seems plausible and within reach. Why do you think Chinese startups can grow so quickly, and that other companies want to replicate these models? From last year, as my understanding, more and more. Asia countries learned that why Chinese startups can grow that fast in the past five years, and they try to learn from Chinese ecosystem, Chinese startups, and develop their innovation much more quickly. So they accelerate their steps of innovation and try to learn from what China did in the past few years. For me, it was also a chance for Technode because we understand Chinese ecosystem and also we we are very international, so we can help those startups to accelerate their steps to try to learn more from Chinese startups and connect more with Chinese corporations. Yes, you mentioned that you do not write in English or Chinese, but you do promote a lot of your articles. You know, what are you reading right now, and what trends are you staying up to date with? I didn't write any post, but for me, I will read my our post daily. Like because we we will connect our post to Weibo and also other like social media platform, and I will read each post uh, one by one to try to understand what our media team focus on. And because I have idea of the business of different departments, so if I found a post that can be Connected to the business of our other departments, then I will directly connect to our media leader to other the other、uh, leader of departments. Then they can communicate. Maybe they can help each other.、Mm, that makes sense. Almost serving as a connector and a networker. Now, from my understanding, there's both Chinese language and English language coverage of different topics that are on TechNode. How do you decide what goes on the Chinese site and the U.S. site? What's the main differences between both those sections of the site? I think for Chinese media part and English media part is a little bit different. For Chinese part, I would pay much more attention on: Are there any new、uh, startups pop up? I didn't read about. And、uh, I have no knowledge about. I will have such kind of curious to to know about that. But for English part, I will have like passion to let the readers outside China's to know what happened in China now. For example,、uh, my understanding, the global readers would have more interest in those information from big companies. From Alibaba, from Jingdong, from Tencent. But for my personal, 
passion, I will try to let them know more about those small steps did in China now. Because I think like Jingdong, Alibaba are big names for them, but they use to be small names, right? But uh, and also those small names now. Shangtang is also a big name, but in two years before, it was also a small name. So I just try to introduce more small names to those global markets. I think it's much how to say useful to the global ma- market than the information that just around the big names. Ah, so operationally they're different. Yes. I should say English、uh, sites and Chinese sites are totally different because they are managed by two teams. How do you determine what's worth reporting? For example, if in, we introduce one startups in China, in Chinese department, we will think that oh, it, it's it's really interesting, it's it's really worth to report. But the same story if we put into English team. They will think that no,、um, I don't think our readers have such kind of interest to read such kind of a company. But we, because in China we pay much more attention, the new startups sometimes have more new business model. But our English reporter may have more interested in those companies who have very cool new tech. So yeah, they they will have different tastes, and also their writ- written angles will be totally different. Ah, I see. So going back to that second part of the question, give us some examples or an example of a trend that you've seen popping up in China. You're basically following the media. You're following the storyline on. For example, in China now, in the last two years, the new retail models are very interesting. We have new. Retail brands, all retail brands are grown up from online, not online. They can got a lot fundraising from our venture capital, and、uh, a lot young generation are their fans. And also some other stories, like we have a lot new technology companies. Those technology companies are not that easy to understand the technology、uh, when they grow up to. Certain scale, then you may have interest to pay more attention to them. But they are very small. They just have their technology not put into scale production. So I want to pivot a bit. You find that your experience judging and mentoring is very much a part of what you do, and from that experience judging at various hackathon events like Startup Weekend Shanghai. What do you think makes a successful pitch? What are you looking for? Uh, for for me, I think for those demo days, for those hack songs, uh, we did a lot. Uh, I actually, I I I don't did a lot judgment actually, but、uh, for me, if those uh startups come to me or those teams come to me, I will pay more attention to their thinking ways. Their target, whether they can understand what they want to do, and also I will pay more attention to their team. For example,、um, for the starting point, the early stage startups, you have a very very big chance to fail. But even you fail, whether you have chance to、uh, start again, you can have such kind of ability to change more quickly to a certain right way. So if 
you can do this. Maybe in the future, you can be a successful startup. But if you want to be a that successful startup, you should know what you want to do. Met so many teams or startups, they just have an idea. They haven't done very detailed research, and also they haven't such kind of dissertation or passion to contribute them all to those startups or to the to into the project. They just want to. I I have the idea. I think the idea is really good. I、uh, if you give me money, then I can do it. I think I won't choose such kind of teams or startups founders. You know, there's one question I like to ask of all guests that come on the show. You know, what's one piece of advice that someone has given you in the past that's actually stuck with you, and you find yourself giving to other people more recently? For me, I think I was told that when I just start my career, I think my parents told me that try to do as much as you can. Don't just do what your work asks you. I think that really benefited me. I think try to do as much as you can. Try to learn as much as you can. Not just finish the work give to you. You try to ask for works. Try to learn the. Things around you; those learnings may take time, but will help you give you some other chance or ways to give you another challenge. That if you can have the ability to take it, then you will go up to another level. You know, I think that's a great note to end on. Thank you, Eva, for your insight, especially from an operations and financial perspective at an important media company. It's been really valuable, and we appreciate you for coming on the show. Thank you too. And that's it for today. Make sure to write a review on Apple Podcasts and leave your email in the comment. We're going to be giving away a free one-year membership to the China Institute that you don't want to miss out on. We're also getting more active on Twitter, as you've hopefully seen, providing content that really elevates and supports what you're listening to here. Our Twitter handle is at tafurta, and of course, we still regularly check our email at ta.for.ta.china@gmail.com. Tafurta Women Success China is a proud member of the Seneca Network. Many thanks again to Kaiser Kuo for co-producing, Jason McRonald for editing, and Jamie Lue for marketing. Until next time, I'm Juliana Batista, and this is Ta for Ta.